The world is old and the powers are weary. The god at the door of night has fallen and the great enemy of the world has come back from the timeless void. The shadow has awakened the great evils to regain dominion over Ardar. Darkness shall cover the land if not for the deeds of a small fellowship of elf friends. Join the players of this Dungeons and Dragons campaign as they fulfill the events of the Dagor Daggeron prophecy and strive with Morgoth on the plains of Valinor. Welcome to the Undying Lands in Part 3 of the Inglorian Bastards Trilogy, Trials of the Valor. Alright, you guys ready? Alright, here we go. So you guys appear on a, um, on a pretty wide, old-looking bridge. Uh, there are cobwebs everywhere, dusts and rubble are everywhere. Um, uh, it's way cleaner in this map than it actually appears. Um, so the, the portal basically dumps you out right there um, and disappears. And um, uh, like there are footsteps in sort of the debris and dust, um, but, but, but for the most part, this has not seen a lot of action, this area. Um, but you do see um, sort of like a haggard old dwarven woman sort of milling around at the front of the bridge. Can I do a perception to see if I recognize that? Uh, I'll just tell you, you, you don't. Um, but she has she has similar features of, of a fire beard. She has like a like graying uh, red hair and a red beard. <laughs> okay. Burn doesn't exactly recognize the place that they're in currently. Um, you know, uh, Burn has never been here. No. Okay, gotcha. Um, he'd probably approach the, the dwarf and make a greeting and ask um, where they're where they where they're located at this point. Doug. Ah, she and she like kind of like like hobbles up to you and says, "Ah, let me look at you." And you know, and he. She's like sure. looking you up and down and like touching your arms and uh, grabbing your butt. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she says, uh, ah, are you, you are, are a long beard, but I can tell that you have some fire beard in you. Um, and, and she says, tell me, who, who are you and how have you come to be here? Uh, I do, do I know, does Vernon know his mother's name? She, no. Okay. Um, he would explain his origin and um, give the background on, on what they're looking for and say that, um, yes, his mother was the Firebeard, but he unfortunately didn't know her. He says, or she says, uh, did you say your name is Burin, son of Balin? Aye. She says, um, <laughs> she says, uh, oh, son, please come, please come. And she walk, she like offers, she like, like throws a bunch of rubble off of a few crates and she's like, sit. She says, let me tell you the, the, the truth of your heritage. Um, and she says, uh, welcome to Mount Dolmed, uh, the once great hall. You are, you are in the once great halls of Nograd. Um, and this is also in the the Blue Hills lore card. Um, so N Nagrad was um, um, were, were is at, were actually like the one of the first founding uh, is the place where the Firebeard Patriarch woke up in the mountain, um, and uh, it was also like um, it was very close to uh, a city named Belagost. And they were um, remember the black swords that Faradir and Turin were wielding. Well, the the um, the smith ale the one that made the swords this is where he came to learn his smithing uh, this is this is the dwarves that built the noglamir the necklace of the dwarves the one that um the elf was killed for um 
it was made by the the, the dwarves of Nagrod, um, and and so in some ways this is a homecoming for Burin. And she says, um, she says, uh, I, I don't know why they kept your heritage from you, um, but you are not the son of Balin. You are the foster son of Balin. Yeah, he would be kind of like defensive at that, I figure. She says, it's true that your mother was a firebeard. Um, but you are, uh, she says, you are son of Dane, king of the, under the mountain. And, and, uh, better than Balin. What's that? I guess it is. Um, uh, which would explain why they sort of kept you under, uh, in Erebor, um, but it also changes your lineage quite a bit. Um, yeah, I would think oh, that yeah. a big difference. <laughs> yeah. And, um, okay. Uh, and let, so I'll just, you know, you can ask her anything you want. Um, I have one other thing I want to share with you, but if it comes out sort of organically, that that's even better. Uh, wait, so was Burn like raised? Dane was the, the, the king in Erebor when Burn was there, right? Correct. And Balin wasn't there. He was in no, Balin. Right. No, Balin was there. Um, so um, remember that um, Burns uh, or Durin's bane, the the Balrog, w- had basically kicked everyone out of Moria, uh, um, and in fact, a lot of the in the Third Age, a lot of the Firebeard dwarfs ended up back in the Blue Mountains because they they had gone to live in Kazakh Dun. Uh, and when when the Balrog kicked everybody out, some people went, you know, to the Iron Hills. Some people went to the Blue Hills, uh, the Blue Mountains. Sorry, um, and uh, and so so there. Are, the last time you were here, um, there were there were dwarves in the mountains, um, but again, you're talking. You're here like 120 years later um, from when you left when you set sail from Middle Earth. You're it's it's way later. Um, uh, so, you know, you don't, you definitely don't, you, and you've never, you've never been to this site before. This is like a, this is like a, this is an amazing, you had never dreamed that you would find like the, you know, the, the bridge at, at uh, Nagrod. So these guys potentially know how to make that sword. <laughs> well, she does not. Um, and it, there doesn't appear to be anybody else around. Yeah, Burn would be, so he would be pretty stunned about this news, obviously, but he would also, in kind of his disbelief, want to hear something from somebody else, so he'd ask, like, where are the rest of your people? Uh, She laughs, and she says, our people's time um, is is at an end, for the most part. Um, You know, we... She laughs and she said that, you know, men have sort of overrun the hills and the lands, and... um, our people are sort of going back to the earth. Um, you know, we, she says we don't fit into the to the histories, into the prophecies of men and elves. Um, the elves, in fact, are have not been seen in this land for some time. Um, she's one. Of, she says I'm one of the few firebeards left here in in the Blue Mountains. Um, she says, but if if you have not been told um, a, a true dwarf's prophecy, uh, allow me allow me to tell you a story. Um, she says. Uh, you know, she says, I have heard of the of the prophecy of Mandos. I've heard the the elves, the visiting elves, talk of them. I've I've heard the the Dunedain over the years talk of them, and the rangers from the from the north talk about the the prophecies. But the the prophecy of our people goes like this: uh, a hero of mixed blood and lost heritage will rise and rekindle the forge of Durin. He will be the seventh in line and the seventh in number 
with the awakened lords of old. They are the last children of Aole and will serve him and aid him in the remaking of Arda after the last battle. And this is in your lore cards. Uh-huh. And this is something he would have never heard before, correct? Yeah, no, you've not. I mean, you, you know that basically, you've, dwarves have a have a theory that you know they came from the earth and will eventually go back to the earth, um, and, and that's something that they're actually you know proud of. It's it's almost like they're Valhalla, right? Like, um, and uh, but but um, you've not heard of it like this, and you're not sure exactly what that means. You guys are welcome to take a guess. Uh, seventh in line and seventh in number with the awakened lords of old. So seventh in the line of since uh, Durin, right? Or something like that. She says, ah, you're a smart one. (laughs) She says, Durin, also called Durin the Deathless. There have been six incarnations of the man. It's prophesied that there will be seven. Didn't uh, Selmerbor also make uh, seven rings for the dwarves back in the day? Uh, sure, it's their number. That's it's their number, man. She's, she says, ah, another smart one. That's right. There are seven tribes of, or seven clans of the dwarves, the long beards, the broad beams, the fire beards, the iron fists, the stiff beards, the black locks, and the stone foot. They're around a while, huh? <laughs> she just keels over and dies. <laughs> My, <laughs> no, not really. She waited all that time just for that. So I feel like Byrne would be pretty taken aback at like this news that he's and he'd just be kind of like trying to contemplate everything and be kind of clueless to what the next move is. So, no. well, so she yeah. would she would rec- she would recognize this and she would say, "What what are you doing here? Surely you didn't come uh, hoping to hear uh, you know fairy tales." Of, of an old uh, firebeard. What, what what brings you to Nogrod? Um, Burren would uh, state that where they had the realm that they had just came from and um, speak of their quest to stop the, the darkness and uh, locate one of the uh, Palantiri, is that what they're looking for? Somewhere, somewhere else. Simmeril, that's right. So he would say that they're on a quest to find uh, the second of three Simmerils. Um... Ah, so he, she says, uh, darling, please don't end up like that madman on the coast. And he would say, uh, what madman do you speak of? Is he a dwarf? He's an elf, one of the few in the land. The only, in fact, that I can remember seeing. An elf there? Not, not in the halls of the dwarf, she laughs and slaps her knee. She says, he's, he's wandering the shores, looking for a lost treasure, he says. The guy we were just talking about. Yeah, he would. Burn would ask if uh, she knows the elf's name. Uh, no, she she doesn't know his name. Uh, if you had if you head west, essentially, um, to the ocean, and and you know, um, he he seems to favor um, an an area that's um, a little more depressed, and it and it's kind of like in almost in like a cleft or the beginning of a of a pass in the Blue Mountains. Um, you don't know if there was like uh, archaeological or like a, a geogra- uh, geographical significance to this, but um, uh, it looks like maybe it was the beginning of a past in, in an earlier age. Um, and you don't know when Beleriand was up and there wasn't just ocean there, um, what it looked like. But um, she, she says that he seems to basically stay in that cleft. 
Brennan, um, he would kind of realize that this is someone that we want to talk to probably and get going on the quest. So he'd be like kind of happy and just like reach over and grab the dwarf and like plant a big kiss on her and be like, thank you. We, we, ha we really do have to go though. We're in a hurry. He says, are you going to be all right up here alone? She says, my time will come soon enough. And so will yours. And she winks at you. <laughs> Brennan gives her a little pat on the butt and he's like, let's go guys. All right. Should we get a pass at him? <laughs> hey, you don't see uh, female dwarfs very often. You got to take advantage when you can't. Close to the beards. That's right, and it's it's been settled. I, I've answered that age-old question. They have beards. That's right. <laughs> it's a lot of message boards out there that would argue with you. <laughs> That's just fine. Uh, there's a lot in this campaign that people would love to argue about. All right, guys. All right, so you, you guys um, take the old woman's advice and you, you sort of travel down the mountainside um, and you, you walk for some time and, and you, you basically, you see the ocean in the distance and um, you have a, have a ranger with you, so it's not a big deal. Um, and, you, and you do find this sort of the beginning of this pass that they're talking about, what would, what would have been a pass in an earlier age, um, and, and you, you sort of walk along it, and um, you come to the shoreline, and you see an elf, uh, a very sort of, I, I, mentioned, I described the old woman as haggard, but if, if there was ever a haggard elf, uh, it would be this person in front of you. And the really disquieting thing is that you see it's like a mirror image and he's like staring at this mirror image of himself um and the, the waves are basically lapping at their at their ankles um and and they're they have swords drawn but neither is advancing on each other they're just looking at each other in sort of disbelief uh and they both have sort of crazy look a crazy look to their eyes and have we heard, I guess she didn't know his name, did she? Have we heard of his own before? Well, you, you, um, Ingwe did tell you that this would be the Silmaril of Maglor that you're looking for. So if, if there's an elf aimlessly wandering the shores of, of Middle-earth looking for something and all the other elves have gone, you can be sure that this is Maglor. And so, um, MJ, this would be one of your lost kin, like like famed lost kin. Like you would, uh, you may have even met Maglor in the past. Basically. Yeah, we, we probably crossed paths. Maybe it doesn't look really familiar to me though. Might have been a while. It's been a long time. Yep. Yeah. Anybody else think anything of uh, you know, John, Max, Marco? You guys, you basically see two of the same person staring at each other in the, at the waves. What's up? What's up? Uh, we're voting. <laughs> Forever with the elves are so damn. Oh, they're just twins. So, what's the over under on us having to fight both of them at once? I bet we have to decide which one's the real. Oh, good call. So they start. They start to like. <laughs> they start to advance on each other, um, and they start like so, they start like parrying and stuff. Burn would yell out Maglor, like like yell it really loud. Would they both turn and face us? Uh, they they they're in combat right now, so they neither of them look. Um, so. Burn would probably ask Zalador if he if he knows um, any features or any way that we could distinguish like which one of these two was Maglor or if there was some sort of magic at work or I mean, if he went to distinguish him. I mean, maybe a perception check. I mean, the, I mean, the, uh, honestly, I mean, it's been so long. Uh, Zalador, I mean, recognizes him, knew we met him, but hasn't seen him in so long that he would be able to identify anything that would distinguish one from the other. And they look exactly the same. Can I do a perception? Um. You can do a perception, yes. Um, they look identical to you. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, not much help. 
No, you're good. Um, I don't know if Burn would be clever enough to. Holy shit! What is that? Well, we have the Tesseract rolled a twenty with a oh, oh, good lord. So, um, notices one ball here is different on one mag. <laughs> <laughs> so it was going to take a crit for you guys to notice uh, something. Unfortunately, Tessero has no like frame of reference. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, has no sort of arcane. Uh, Tessero doesn't. What does he have any arcane levels? Probably not. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, he's he's a druid too. Yeah, he's druid. a druid. Um, so I was just gonna say this is hard for me because I feel like Anglin would have had another idea, but I guess Burns probably not clever enough. But I was gonna say like, would you? Would there be any way that Azandalun? How do you say your name? Sorry, Azelandor. Would know like a famed story of Maglor that we could like lie about and see if the other one claims it you know what i mean like something that he didn't do and if one of them claimed it or whatever oh that is clever but burn probably would think of that because he's a dwarf so so uh let's put a let's let's hold on to that thought i think that's a good thought let's come back to that uh, i wanted to acknowledge tessero's role um so <laughs> so tessero notices some inconsistencies um with the um just little things um movements um even on the items that they're fighting with, uh, there are some differences, um, some uh, mostly like coloration uh, differences. They're not exactly the same. They don't move exactly the same. Um, but but other than that, like you don't have a huge amount of experience with elves or with like uh, if there is magic involved, you don't you don't really can't you you, you notice a very small difference between the two. Um, so anyway, back to Christian's idea. That was a good one. Is there anything like you can pick out like one has like nothing you can put is like like the the left one has a longer sword than the right one or that sort of thing or like anything you can actually like. Um, yeah. So the the uh, I'm just gonna I'll do everything by color. Does that work? Yeah. Um, so purple has a little longer of a sword. Um, um, and actually purple speaks at this time too and says, I, I will not tell you where the treasure is. And the yellow says, I, I will not tell you where the treasure is. <laughs> yeah. So going back, you said my idea was clever. I feel dirty doing it as Burren though, because that's totally not something a dwarf would think of. Like that was a total angling <laughs> idea there. So I'm fine if we don't use that. Well, somebody else could do it. I mean, if you want. What's, what was the idea again? Like obviously, like some some major story or some major lore. Like obviously, even an imposter would know that Maglor was like a keeper of that tre- that particular treasure. But if you came up with like a lie that you found out and said like, were you at this battle were you the hero of this battle or something and the one claims it and the real one would obviously not because he'd be like no i wasn't there or you know what i mean the like you try and trick the the imposter into revealing something that's false um does anybody else want to do perception rolls or or arcana or whatever like enough yeah um whoa that can't be right. Yeah, no, that's possible. Marloman's uh, picking his ass in the background. So like, Marloman's <laughs> like, there are elves. <laughs> Guys, there's two of them. <laughs> Did you see that? One's purple. <laughs> what are we doing on a beach? Were we just in a mountain? Yeah. <laughs> Have we gone through the portal yet? Um. 
So um, anybody else want, want to roll? I do have another clue that I'd like to give somebody. Uh, but I'd say Arcana would be a good roll, too, if anyone's actually adept in it. But I don't know if we have any, like, magic users, because that would at least tell us that there's no form of magic being performed or... Or what type of magic thing is? Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna say I just saw John roll. Um, we'll uh, we'll we'll hold this off, I guess, and I'll, I'll hold this uh, tidbit, this nugget of information back until somebody rolls something. Um, but let's do let's do turn order just uh, just to have it. I'm trying to get us to kill the elf. <laughs> nice to know that no matter what character I play, I can't roll initiatives. Though this marks the end of the episode, the road goes ever on. Until next time, join us at longwinded.one and consider giving us a review on Apple Music, Spotify, or really whichever platform you choose.